Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In brought to you by GeekVibeNation.com. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the 2018 Oscars. We're going to give you one movie that should have won and one we think that should have got snubbed. Um, you know, think the year of 2017. You saw the great films with Will Smith's Bright. You had the masterpiece, The Justice League. You had The Fate of the Furious. And then it actually had a really good under-the-radar comedy that year that not, does not get enough credit, and that is Baywatch, which I truly did love. But um, as always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Jacob. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm pretty excited. We've got a panel with us today. First, I'll kick it off with say eeny, meeny, miny, mo. We'll start off with Colby. How are you, Colby? We've got Colby here. Um, yo, from yo, yo. Colby Podcast. How are you, man? It's nice to have you finally on the show. We've talked about it here and there, but you're here today. Long-time listener, first-time guest. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy. I'm finally here. All right, all right. Hannah, can you hear me? From Cinemania, Hannah is in. We've had some technical difficulties prior to coming on, but uh, welcome to the show again, Hannah. Hi, hello. <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, no, we'll just kick Christian. We don't even have him on the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Christian, <laughs> for Film Optics Podcast, we have Christian. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just, you know, ready to talk some snubs. Yeah, I'm excited about this too. Uh, Hannah and I have done a show like this before. Jacob and I have as well. We always talk about year in, year out. You know, who should have won, who shouldn't have won, who was snubbed. This past year was more of a, you know, one of the better years I think in more recent memory with you know Parasite winning Best Picture. Which, if I see one more tweet, oh my god, two months ago today, Parasite won Best Picture. Can you believe it was that long ago? <laughs> yes, I will shoot myself. So. All right. Um, as we will, like I said, we're going to kick it off. We're going to kick it off with the supporting actor uh, category. We had William Defoe for the Florida Project. We had Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside uh, Missouri. We had Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water. Christopher Plumlee for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards as well. I will kick it to Colby. You kick it off first. Who should? All right. So the winner obviously was Sam Rockwell. Sorry about that. Who should have won, Colby? You know what? This year, they actually got it right. It should have been Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside of M, Missouri, closely edging out, in my honest opinion, nobody from this list. <laughs> but Paul Walter Hauser <laughs> from I, Tanya. That's who should have been in the number two spot. But I'll give it to Sam Rockwell. Sam did something cool. I would say that he's a bit different than what we have seen him up to that point. Like He was, he was like Sam Rockwell, but he wasn't like, you know, man on the moon. Sam Rockwell, like he was like a little bit after that, like, it's like, okay, it's different. And great characterization, great work, a strong script that he was written really well and did a lot with. So I think, I think they, they got it right. All right, Christian. Um, all right. So I'm going to go with, so I actually did not see uh, three billboards outside, but uh, <laughs> So between, sorry, we're gonna mute his mic for just a minute, just to pretend like he, you know, <laughs> that's like punishment. You know, no, I'm sorry. This is like so, around the horn. If this was around the horn right now, he'd be getting yeah. deducted right now. All right, so I just, I just want to make sure that so we're not doing our snubs yet. No, correct? no snubs just, yet. No snubs just okay, yet. Okay, I'm gonna go with Richard Jenkins, Shape of Water, because that was the only okay. movie I saw on this list. And <laughs> who should have won? Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're totally judging Christian right now. Hannah, who do you think should have won? Um, I think that Sam Rockwell or Woody Harrelson would have been a good choice. I think that both of them kind of uh, are on the same level for me uh, about how well they were, how they did in the movie. Uh, I love both the performances. I love every performance here except Christopher Pl Christopher Plummer. So I really wouldn't have been mad about anyone winning. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Jacob. Yeah, no, I, I really do like all these performances. I think Christopher Plummer got in more because he took over that role more than what he did with that role. But I'm actually going to go Willem Dafoe here. Uh, I just I love him. I love everything he did in the Florida Project, being that kind of father figure. Um, but I'm not upset with the Sam Rockwell win. I thought he did phenomenal in that film. Yeah, for me, uh, this is rather easy. Sam Rockwell should have won. Uh, big fan of Sam Rockwell in that film. I thought it was, it's hands down. Um, I watched The Florida Project the other night. The movie just does not, it's okay. It's just an okay <laughs> film for me personally. But 
Um, Sam Rockwell kind of ran away with this one. Um, snubs. Jack, back to you, Jacob. Who was snubbed in this category? Uh, so for me, I'm going uh, with Patrick Stewart from Logan. He was snubbed the whole year. Um, he should have been in. I think, you know, when it comes to comic book performances, I truly think he's up there with, I mean, him and uh, Heath Ledger are right next to each other when it comes to, you know, comic book movie performances. Um, and then one other guy is I heard Colby talk about Paul Walter Hauser. I really think Sebastian Stan was super snubbed from I, Tonya. I mean, he was in that movie. He just captivated me every time he was on screen. Um, those would be my two. Anna. Okay, I'm going to need somebody to tell me who he said because I can't hear anything he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Great. He said, uh, Paul, what's How's it? He said, um, Patrick Stewart from Logan. Okay. And then my sub? Yes. Okay. Uh, Army Hammer, 100%. Uh, he should have nominated. Uh, I don't understand why he wasn't. Timothy Chalamet got the leading nomination. Uh, Michael uh, Stuhlbarg would have been great as a nomination, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Yeah, those are mine. Yeah, 100%. I'm doing I'm doing finger points since you can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe. Oh yeah, I mean I kind of let it out the bag a little bit early, but Paul Walter Hauser. Um, I see where you're talking about with Seb- Sebastian Stan. Just PWH came out of nowhere, and I think mm. that cam- that character was more memorable than what Sebastian Stan gave. And that's just because of the nature of the script and this kind of offbeat, weird. It, it's it it yeah no PWH all the way. Big snub. Uh, Christian. Um, first, best supporting actor for snubs. I'm going to have to go with uh, Patrick Stewart from Logan because it is a phenomenal film. And I just love that movie so much. You think so, yeah. there was enough there in Logan for Patrick Stewart, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, um, for me, that I think so. Absolutely. That scene where he's laying on the bed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when he's talking like, right before he does pass. I mean, that is his Oscar moment. Gotcha. I agree. Absolutely. Snub, snub for me was easy as well. My snub was the same as Hannah's. Um, Army Hammer should have locked this. Uh, to me personally, I would have probably had Army Hammer win the award um, over Rockwell. Um, I thought he was performing was just masterful in that film. I loved his performance. That film is it. That won't, this won't be the last time I personally say "Call Me by Your Name" on this on this particular podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta watch Colleen this damn movie. Made man. me love Army I, Hammer. I I've really never loved Army, Army Hammer. Hammer, and then as soon as I seen Colin Bear's name, I was like, I love Army Hammer. He's great. <laughs> I gotta watch. I really, I really loved Army Hammer, but Christian hasn't seen it either. I, I, <laughs> see, no, I still Paul haven't seen it. Well, we see, Colin Bear's name. I wasn't gonna go buy it at this like local like place down the street from me, but they're closed, and I know I should probably pick <laughs> it up on Amazon. Um, I just haven't yet. <laughs> We need, can we, can we, do we have a list of films you've actually saw in 2017 or do we just need to? Yeah, bro, know? check my letterbox. Okay. How <laughs> many films are on there? Three? I, I just, none of the Oscar contenders. Okay, gotcha, He's seen okay. everything but the Oscar. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I'm an MCU stand if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Moving on over to supporting actress, we had Mary G. Blige for Mudbound, we had Laura Metcalf for Lady. Uh, Bird, we had Allison Janey for I, Tanya, Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water, and Leslie Menville for Phantom Thread. Um, Allison Janey did win the Oscar. Colby, who should have won this? Oh, Margot freaking Robbie for I, Tanya. I, she was, she was, she's leading. She's leading. My apologies. Forgive me. But no, they got it right as well. It was <laughs> Allison Janey for I, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They got it right. Yo, Allison Janney, been a fan of hers since like way before Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like Drop Dead Gorgeous like fell in love with this chick. She's, she's great. I think she took her character from Drop Dead Gorgeous and ratcheted up like 10 notches to become the mom in Itanya and just like completely went off the rails, was absolutely like lovable at the same time as much as you kind of hated her. And I think I love the way how the editing made her performance that much stronger as we're kind of go back and forth with this mother who was like this, this like really just monster, but kind of like in this contained kind of tall, you know, you know, reddish brunette kind of woman. Yeah. Alice and Janie, they got it right. Christian. All right, so from here, I have seen two films, and that is Lady Bird and Shape of Water, but I'm going to go with Lori Metcalf for uh, Supporting Actress, who I think should have won off of this list. Do you want me to get my snub now or no? No, not yet. All right. All right, uh, Jacob. 
Uh, for me, I I love Allison Janney. I love Lori Metcalf. I love the two mom roles of this. So I'm going either of them. Um, if I had to pick, I'm probably going to pick Allison Janney for literally every reason that Colby just said. Um, but God, the more that I watch Lady Bird, the more like I see Lori Metcalf's like performance and just how sweet and honest it is. Uh, it's just so good. Either one of them, but I'm going with Janney. Anna. Uh, I think that Alice and Janie should have won. Yeah, they had the right choice. I think everyone in this category is amazing. So once again, I wouldn't have been mad if anyone would have won. But yeah, I, Alice and Janie was my favorite performance. Yeah, 100% agree. Alice and Janie deserved it. Um, Metcalf was good, borderline great. But Janie was just, that that film, she was, the it was amazing performance as a collective whole. All right, so let's kick it off. Back to Kobe for snub. Kirsten Dunst in The Beguiled. Mm. Oh, mm. I like it. I like, like it. A more <laughs> reserved performance. I like it. Kind of like, you know, really understated. And think about like the cast that she's in there with, with Nicole Kidman and Elle Fanning and stuff like that. Like it, it's it's something where she could have got lost in, but I think she made the most of her small role. And I think that she was the most unique kind of love interest, you know, to um, Colin Farrell. And I love what she did in that film. I completely thought it was Oscar worthy. Uh, Christian. So uh, for snub for me, I'm going to have to go with the lovely and very attractive Ana de Armas for Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I thought her performance as the AI was moving. You know, it was very, I don't know. It, and I, I used to not like Blade Runner when I was like younger for whatever reason. And then I revisited the series. And when I saw Blade, Run, Blade Runner 2049, she just, I don't know. She just had... She was one of the few characters, obviously, I cared about, but just something about her performance just really spoke to me. So, definitely gonna have to think, um, take that snub or add take that up. snub for her. Yeah, so this one was hard for me. Um, I actually went Zoe Kazan from The Big Sick. Um, I thought The Big Sick only getting a screenplay nomination was mind blowing. Um, but yeah, I thought Zoe Kazan, I mean, I thought she was incredible throughout the entire film uh even though she's not in it most of the film um but yeah so that's my pick hannah okay who did he say i i can't hear oh zoe he cannot say. from uh, so wait who did you say again i forgot already zoe kazan i'll yeah, start yeah. writing zoe it kazan from uh from the big sick okay oh that's a really good choice uh my choice is gonna be nicole kidman from uh the killing of a sacred deer i love this movie uh, I wish it got more. I think that Yorgos movies in general should uh, get more awards uh, attention. Uh, apart from the favorite, that's the only one that's broken through, really. Uh, yeah, I love Nicole Kidman in the in the Killing of Sacred Deer. I think everyone in the Killing of Sacred Deer should have said it for a supporting actor. Barry Keoghan uh, would have been another one of my choices for uh, a snub for a supporting actor. So yeah. So I, I like how, to be honest, I like how all, all of us have picked somebody different, and I'm going to follow suit as well. I'm gonna go the big sick as well, but I'm going Holly Hunter here. Oh, um, that, you know what? Choice, solid, solid. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I honestly like that better than Zoe Kazan. Yeah, Holly Hunter was phenomenal. That film has a, that film is amazing. I, mm. I love the big sick. Yeah. I thought it was you know fantastic. I think there's should have been a lot more nominations, like Jacob said. Uh, Holly Hunter was phenomenal in that film. Everybody was phenomenal in that film. Ray, Ray Romano, uh, yeah. Uh, right, exactly. Ray Romano is another one that was fantastic as well. So that's a that's some. Yeah, I, I like how did, we all, did, all five. Go ahead. Did anyone find it hard? Like, I was combing through and doing my research on, like, you know, strong supporting actresses. Oh, it was really all hard. The I, it was, like, really tough. Yeah. I, it was I, very difficult. I think that the Oscars nominated just about everyone who had, like, the strongest perform like supporting performances that year but you know you would typically think like oh maybe they got it wrong and like they just didn't watch anything but like i'm going through every film and i'm just like damn there's just not but there's also like <laughs> i think it's like an indictment on hollywood there was just not a lot of like mm -hmm. attention to a strong supporting character that just yeah. so happened yeah. to be a woman in mm -hmm. most of the films that year yeah, yeah i agree 100 yeah mm -hmm. it was very top heavy it was yeah. super top heavy 2017 is such a weird year. It's like somehow like one of the stronger years that we've had within the past decade and then like the weakest like year and like <laughs> yeah. some aspects. It's such a weird year. Yeah. Like the good are very good and then 
it just drops after that. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It really does. And Hannah's like, mm, I don't know what he said. But I don't know. He, he said the good. <laughs> he, said the good. <laughs> he said some words, and I just nodded. Words. <laughs> All right, Hannah, we'll let you kick it off with leading actor. Obviously, hold on. Timothy Chalamet. I name. have some things to say about this. Daniel Day uh, Lewis from Fancy no. Fred. Oh, hold on. I was going to announce who. Sorry. You're good. Uh, so, fan of, uh, then uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Kalua for Get Out, Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour, Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel. And we all know who won. God. I'm not even going to say <laughs> uh, Hannah, you're up. Oh, my God. Uh, there, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. He is great. I love Daniel Kaluuya. I love everyone here that got nominated. But... Timothy Chalamet gave the best leading performance of 2017, period. Like, actress, actor, period. He he is mind-blowingly mind good in the movie. And for him to lose to Gary Oldman in a fat suit makes me so mad. <laughs> Unbelievably mad. Um, if I lost to Daniel Day-Lewis, I would have understood, and I would have been fine with it. I would have accepted it. But I this is one of the worst wins of the Oscars period. I do not care. Uh, Timothy Chalamet should have won. All right. <laughs> Christian, uh, I will let you go next. Did you see right. any of the five, any of these five films? I saw Get Out, so I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone saw Roman J. I did. Yeah, um, I, I don't even think I've ever heard. <laughs> I actually liked Roman J. I didn't think he was Oscar worthy, but I did like Denzel in that. Um, yeah. Colby. Yeah, so um, haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, haven't seen Candle <laughs> Thread, haven't seen Robin J. Israel, and Shame. while I love Daniel Kaluuya and Get Out, I think one, I think it was an honor to be nominated so early in his career, and for a performance in a quote-unquote horror movie, I actually am cool with Gary Oldman's win, and I believe that he should have won. Uh, more than the fat suit, his entire characterization to become who he became it made sense coming this kind of twisted, kind of vile guy. And I, I, I really do believe that he did an exceptional job. I think it was partly the performance and transformation and also partly just like, oh, this is like a, a lifetime achievement award, right? Like we could have got you in a number of other different things and it's, it's, it's your time, right? So I am absolutely fine with that. And I believe that of the five, he deserved it. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. Back I'm just going to watch Hold on. Our name. Hannah, Hannah, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to stop right here. I'm going to discontinue everybody else being on the air. Y'all can just Y'all can just fight for the next hour. We'll just chill here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Death match. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> all right, uh Jacob. Um for me personally, um I can hear him now. Oh. Oh. Sweet. Hey. Um cool. Uh, for me, I'm going. Can you hear me though? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, too was. that was a too long of a pause. Um, <laughs> for me, I do think Gary Oldman was a was a fine win. I would have rather T Timothy Chalamet or Daniel Kaluuya, and just because I like Get Out a hair more, I'm going with Daniel Kaluuya. Um, but I do agree, it was very early in his career, and just that first kind of Oscar for a horror film, which is already hard enough to break through. Plus the movie had just won uh, original screenplay. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to tap on all that, but Daniel Kaluuya was of this list. I think he did give the best performance. Uh, on, of this list, I would rank him Timothy Chalamet uh, one through five, and then don't really give a crap about the rest of them. I like Kaluuya in, <laughs> in Get Out. I thought he was he was very good. I, I was very happy with the with the nomination just like the rest of everybody else was because the film was it was very groundbreaking on so many different levels, right? Um, Denzel, I love Denzel, but this was this felt like there was no reason why Denzel should have been nominated in this uh, in this category, especially he was, with he was the last second last second edition. Ex especially with some of the guys that will I'm sure we'll all talk about that were snubbed. There's so many performances that was better. Phantom Thread, I'm sorry, is a very boring film. I, I just I'll say that for everybody. Yes. It is it's a terrible I film. <laughs> I knew I knew I was gonna say right, Hannah, right, Hannah and I've had this conversation out. before and, and I felt like she was gonna block me then, but Phantom it's a Thread very if I even like movies or not. It, exactly. <laughs> 
All right, so um, let's go, Colby. Who's your snub here? Oh, uh -oh. he's uh -oh. gearing up. Oh, he's serious. Let me take out the spec. James McAvoy in Split. Okay, that's fun. The uh, yeah. man played twenty-something characters. Yep. Still kept his shit together. Was animatic. The guy was like always on, never off. Worked well with the chemistry that he had with Anya Taylor Joy inside of a horror film. And like, like you. <laughs> He's lost it. <laughs> he could be one through, he should be one through five inside of this. Okay? He should be one through five with 15 snubs. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not even mad about that one. Hannah, what you got for us? Snub. Uh, Either Colin Farrell for The Killing of the Sacred Deer, or I lost it. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, Colin Farrell for The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Uh, he's, I had it. Uh, Colin Farrell for The Killing of the Sacred Deer. He is great in that movie. Uh, I think that everyone who is in a Yorgos Lanthimos movie should be just recognized because of the absurdity that they have to put up with and having to maintain that kind of straight tone throughout the whole film and still like portray like the emotions, like have the emotions that are going on in the film, like come through that like straightness. Uh, yeah, I, he's amazing. It was a good Pharaoh year in 2017. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jacob. And your winner for the 2018 Oscars should have been James Franco for the disaster artist. I don't know why he didn't get in, um, well, we do know why. We know why. We know why. There's a whole lot. <laughs> he, should, he should have gotten in. And I really think in that moment, with all the precursors he had gearing up to it, I think he was, and I'm sorry, I love Timothy Chalamet, but I think he was the one who could have taken down Gary Oldman for the, for the, uh, for the lead. But just how he captured the strangest, weirdest i mean uh tommy was is tiger king times 12. i mean he's the most insane person i've ever just seen and uh james franco got all of it he got all of it right and i loved every second of it uh but there's 15 more snubs you could have given i mean this was such a snubbed year for uh for actors i think christian all right <clears throat> excuse me so um for my snub, I actually went with the man, the myth, the legend, Hugh Jackman. Yay! <laughs> I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that like this, this Logan was just snubbed from this, from, yes. from everything. It's just, it's literally, it's it's literally probably the best comic book movie I've ever seen. His best performance ever. You know, it was a perfect send off for Wolverine. It it was it was funny. I laughed. I cried. And I mean, of course, Stephanie King. We all no one loved her, but it was just he he just gave a damn good performance, and I just can't ignore that. <laughs> yeah, he he was my number two. And mm. if you think about all the films that he was in, it was the best script that he had to work with. It was mm. able to show the most range and really like encapsulate like what the character was. And like hands down, I will never forget when I saw that reel of him doing the ADR, um, uh, with that in that running scene, like that, mm -hmm. that was like that was that the Oscar was moment for it. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah. I, it, it sucks that there's this stigma with comic book movies, and like the Academy can't see past that to say like, thank oh, you, like exactly. And, and Endgame should have been nominated for Best Picture. I, 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 I agree. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, it was kind of like when, um, oh my gosh, I, uh, James Gunn was saying like a few years ago that like the Oscars, they just they just don't care about superhero movies. I mean, like, yeah, I'm a big superhero show, but I mean, I, I just want them to get the, the, the uh, um, God, I cannot. The credit that they're, they're owed. Yeah, like, they, because they just, I mean, like they're movies too. And it's like, I mean, this, this is a rated R. This is a raw film of, I mean, the X-Men and everybody loves Wolverine. So it's like. Come on, like this, this really needs to happen, but yeah. All right, so everybody went, uh, we've had five, four different answers. Um, my, one of mine was James Franco, but I settled in on Robert Pattinson for good time. Um, it, massive snub. Okay, I, and to be honest with you, I would have probably ranked it that year, Chalamet, Pattinson, Franco, 
as my one, two, three for performances. I, I loved Good Time. It, it's the better Safdie brother film by a thousand miles. But um, I just needed to throw that in there at Jacob. <laughs> but um, hey, but no. Yes. I was ahead, just gonna Jacob. say. I was just gonna say. Uh, I didn't know if you were done or not. But I'll let you keep going. No. Yeah. That's it. I, I mean, to me personally, I feel like that was hands. Robert Pattinson was phenomenal in that film. Uh, Good Time did not get near enough credit as it should have. Um, and yeah, Robert Pattinson all the way. I was just going to say, I would feel remiss if I didn't talk about Jake Gyllenhaal from Stronger giving probably his yeah. best performance he's ever given. Whoa, let's calm down with his best performance. Let's calm down. <laughs> I don't think it's best, but it's that's a, great a, that's a whole other episode, bro. That's, that's, oh. yeah. that's slow. Not, you haven't seen Nocturnal Animals to even consider saying that was better. Oh, yeah. Nocturnal Animals. It's phenomenal. Um, but if, if they want to Nocturnal animals like shits all over stronger. I'm just gonna say <laughs> it, that right it really now. does <laughs> nocturnal animals. Agree. Yeah. I gave him my sign in information and everything to watch that film. I want everybody to know that it's, he's still I watched Spider-Man into the nocturnal universe for you, buddy. It's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And like sell much. someone on though. Like I really don't think you can be like, hey, watch Nocturnal Animals <laughs> and just like let somebody watch it because it will it'll do shit to you. It will it really will. It really will. Uh, I remembered mine that I was that I was gonna say too. Kyle Mooney and uh, Briggs Bear. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. I like that. All right. So we are on. We, we're on lead actress, right? Yes. Yeah. God, the host should know these things. Um, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Francis McDormand for Three Billboards. Margaret Robbie for Itonia. Cersei Ronan for Lady Bird. Meryl Streep for The Post. Um, Sally Hawkins won, right? No, oh, no, it was Oh yeah, Francis one. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. I, I, I think for some reason the shape. I forget the, the. We're talking the later in the show when we talk about the shape of water and how terrible it is and how many awards it won. My Damn. bad. So uh, Francis <laughs> uh, won for three billboards. Um, Hannah, kick us off. Who do you think should have won in this category? I think Francis and Dora should have won. Yeah, I think they got it right. Uh, I love her performance and I love three billboards. So. And I love Margaret Robbie. I love everyone in this category except Meryl Streep's performance. Uh, yeah. So yeah, once again, it's another one where I would have been like, if anyone else like would have won, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> what else? Christian. I'm going to go with uh, Saoirse Ronan and Lady Bird. I think she should have won. She did a fantastic job. I actually just watched Lady Bird for the first time uh, early, eh, late last year. And okay. I bought it loved it and i've watched it about maybe two or three times since so it's absolute effort performance jacob uh i'm going with sasha ronan who was i think 22 when she made the film mm. and this was her third oscar nomination before turning 23 24 uh one of the two um but yeah she should have won it um but margot robbie i mean margot robbie's right there uh but i had to go with Sersha. she was incredible just Colby. so good. Yeah. Um, I think like we all recognize very top heavy for female performances throughout this year. Um, I didn't think Francis McDormand was the right fix. I feel like Francis McDormand wasn't stretching. Like I feel like she was that character for like the past five years of her life. Mm -hmm. And I kind of let the cat out of the bag. I would have went with Saoirse Ronan. And question if anybody does the same thing, especially like you just said it, Jacob. Like I feel like Saoirse, because of what she's done, She's in battle with herself. So I wasn't putting up her against like these other women in this category. I was putting her up against her performance in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, Brooklyn's the stronger one. So I wouldn't vote this. So I'm going with Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. Like biopic, the Tanya Harder story, like really good, amazing levels, such this big kind of, um, you know, growth from where we had seen her in films leading up to this. And I thought that she was able to show amazing range and was just like like gorgeous ugly like not in regards to just looks but like like gorgeous like in regards to yeah. performance like this ugly character and ugly person yeah, personality um yeah. and it wasn't her like it wasn't completely her fault it's just like that kind of nature versus nurture can you imagine if like she was in a different set of circumstances mm -hmm. and i think the script absolutely accentuated everything to like you know margot's best ability so yeah margot robin Antonia. Yeah, here, here. that kind of really like set her career on this different path of where she was to where you yeah. know to where she is today, and and it was a phenomenal performance. Uh, 
For me personally, I think Cersei was the, the, the one that I would have went with here with Lady Bird. Francis was pretty solid. I, I But Robbie was good. Like I said, though, any of those three would have won. I would have been perfectly fine. Meryl Streep, I don't even know why she was nominated in this category, to be honest with you. She's Meryl Streep. And I understand that. I understand that. She has a right to be here. No, she does not. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's how Gary Oldman won an Oscar for wearing a fat suit. Okay, so that's that's what we got here, all right? Uh, But, all right, so flipping it over to Snubs. Back to you, Colby. Yeah, um, like I said, top-heavy year. And this may come as a bit of a surprise, but I'm going with Jane Law, Jennifer Lawrence, and Mother to be able I'm... to do what she was asked to do <laughs> in that crazy film. <laughs> he said, okay, oh, you're <laughs> I love Mother. I don't so know. do I. Jacob and I were talking about that before the show started. He's like, the Mother was terrible. I was like, I like that movie. I was gonna say I don't know. It was It's weird. Don't love it, and then I remembered the movie a little bit more, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's completely two separate films, and I love the mystery. Like you can like literally stop right where it just goes. I don't want to say off the rails, but just like batshit crazy. And I get the allegory, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just not the most entertaining experience. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, no. other I put Nocturnal been... Animals and Mother kind of like in the same boat where I'm like, I love these movies, but if you watch them, I don't think you can just throw anybody into them. You definitely have to like let them know beforehand. You're like, hey. Like, this yeah, and lot. it's like, you know, it's the type of movie where you don't want to spoil, but at the same time, like, hey, listen, if you're adverse to people eating a baby, you may not want to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jacob, you can go next. Oh, uh, gosh. Um... You know, I I did. I'm not a huge Jennifer Lawrence fan, but I did like oh, her. I just don't think um, – I just didn't like the movie. Okay. Uh, Actually, um, I am going to go Tatiana Maslany from Stronger. Um, I really – I mean, it's like I said, I love that movie. I think that moment where they're in the car and she's explaining, like, that she's pregnant and – they're having that super conversation. I mean, that's one of like, that's like the marriage story fight level of just kind of intensity and just pure, like raw honesty. I thought it was incredible. I thought her, like she just was winding up the entire time and she finally popped and it was, I mean, I just loved it. I love that movie and I love what she gave in it. Uh, Hannah. Uh, Colby took mine, but I have I have another one. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen in Winterver. It's kind of pushing, leading, uh, like being supporting yeah. maybe. But yes. I think that she has just enough to uh, yes. be considered leading along with Jerry Renner. It's kind of like the marriage story thing where I think they're both leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, she's phenomenal in that movie. I think that movie is incredibly underrated. I think Jerry Renner is also fantastic in that movie. So yeah. Yes. 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 Great pick. Christian. All right. Um, so I'm actually going, because like, when you know, when I started getting you know into like our film podcast and whatnot, like I was watching some movies, just not as many, but I will have to go with Sersha again, uh, for the snub, uh, just because I mean, Shepherd Water was okay, but I'm just gonna go with Sersha because I love her so much, so she's also my snub. <laughs> okay, so my snub is actually Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game. Um, I love that film Mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, it's a film that for some, I rewatched this film like two or three weeks ago and I remembered how amazing she was in that film. And I think, and I I look at this and I look Meryl Streep the post and I'm just like, why? It's like, I felt the same thing about Meryl Streep was the same reason why Denzel was in this category as well for the, for the leading actor. Neither really, they were just there because of their name. Right. Um, Jessica Chastain should have been nominated for Molly's Game. I love that film a whole lot. It does not get n- talked about nearly enough as it should have because it was a great film. Um, Christian, yeah. what, movie, what movie was Sersha snubbed for? Um, no, he was saying like oh, Lady Bird. Yeah, also yeah, for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, was my on- way. is this a trick question? No. <laughs> 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 is there a film I don't know she did? <laughs> Moving on to director, um, we have uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. We have uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out. We had Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. We had Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. And then we had uh, Del Toro for The Shape of Water with Del Toro winning for The Shape of Water. Colby, kick us off. Who should have won? Guillermo del Toro. Um, A best director 
is the best visual storyteller. And out of the five available, I, it seems like there's some contention in regards to Shape of Water being a good movie. Let me dispel that right now. Shape of Water is a fantastic film, yeah. okay? It's an absolutely fantastic film. It's my number two film of 27. I'm sorry, was he saying anything? I couldn't hear him. Yo. Yeah, I'm, just kidding. I'm sorry. Yo, I agree, Colby. I agree. His world building, the way that his mind works, like his affinity for science fiction and fantasy and blending that together is absolutely beautiful. He's meticulous in his design. Like the entire aesthetic being this kind of, you know, cool blue, gray, green, and feeling like the deep seedy parts of this world that he's building, but like of this weird kind of 50s, 60s kind of suburbia along with it. Like I absolutely loved it. And I love his attention to detail. I loved how he built together this story that's pretty simple. It's not like it's something we haven't seen or experienced before, but he made it feel fresh. And it was great to be able to see this type of film break through. And it's all because of his direction. Jacob. Yeah. Um, I actually, I wrote a paper over the shape of water for school and it's so incredible to see how he thought of making the food, the movie. Um, you know, he saw Creature of the Black Lagoon, and his first thought was, I want a good story for that person. And that's what he made with The Shape of Water. And I agree with everything Colby said. I think he was phenomenal. I think he did it all. But I am going with Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Um, yeah, buddy. That's I, Christopher, Nol uh, Christopher Nolan's directing in Dunkirk was phenomenal. And really in Dunkirk, it's like we said before, Dunkirk is – three separate stories that all meet up at one point and how he weaves in and out of, you know, land, sea, air, um, you know, getting solid performance from everyone. I mean, he got a great performance out of Harry Styles, you know, and Can we Harry, stop, like, Harry Styles. Doing Harry that? <laughs> oh my God. He got a great performance out of Harry Styles. Can we just say that Harry Styles gave a great performance? Harry Styles. Well, I was just going to say Harry Styles, Harry, Styles. Been, <laughs> Harry Styles could have been one of my Oscars notes. I mean, I really like after He's seeing fantastic. the movie, I thought he could have been in the Oscar conversation. I mean, that was a phenomenal performance he got. And, um, I just overall, just the whole movie, everything he did, I think this should have been Christopher Nolan's directing win. It's definitely the best movie he's done. Um, but I mean, Guillermo del Toro, I could go with him easy. It's he's one of those best, two. The best. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Don't just skip over. I mean, that's the best film he's done. And I mean, he's, it might not be like a top three, five. Oh, Dunkirk is the only great movie. Oh. What? Oh, God. there we go. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. All right, so Christian, on to you. All right, so this may come to surprises a lot of you. I've actually seen majority of the films on this um, hey. list. Hey. Uh, minus uh, Phantom Thread. I again still don't even know what that movie is, but I'm also <laughs> gonna go with Dunkirk. Some may even say it's better than 1917, but. Ooh. I would agree. Very different films. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I I agree with Hannah. They they definitely are different films. I just wanted to see if I can get a reaction. Out of <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Christopher Nolan, fantastic job. You know, you guys pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head there. There's not much else I can say. I mean, I love this movie. I've watched it at least eh, watched it a few times since. Um, it came out, and I just I just love Christopher Nolan. I think he's a fantastic film uh, maker. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. So, yeah, hats off to you, Christopher Nolan. Anna, uh, I'd go with Guillermo del Toro. Uh, also, uh, Greta Gerwig. I'm not the biggest fan of Lady Bird, but I there's no denying that you know Greta poured all of herself into Lady Bird, mm -hmm. and she directed the hell out of the movie. Same with Guillermo del Toro. I think that's why those two are probably like my top two picks out of this category because you can tell that you, when you think of the movies, you you automatically think of the director like attached to those movies because they just pour themselves like completely into it and you can tell by watching the movie. Um, it just seems like those movies just kind of radiate the most like I guess like love put into them. So yeah. All right. So let me clear the air here on Shape of Water real quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. This is a film that I truly want to revisit, okay? I am not the same movie watcher that I was five, you know, three years ago, let alone 10 years ago. There's a lot of films that I've revisited that I'm like, you know what? That 
was actually a really good movie. Like, I can't believe how stupid I was to think that that wasn't a good movie. Do I feel like that? I'm going to be that way. The Shape of Water. I was very bored during The Shape of Water. And again, this is again, I've watched The Shape of Water one time in my entire life. Okay, one time. It's a movie that I never wanted to revisit ever again because of how much I did not like it. Will I revisit again? Probably sometime in the next, I don't know, 20 years. But, you know, I, I do want to, it's, it's on my list to rewatch. There's a lot of films like that. There's a lot of certain films that have come out in the last decade that I feel like I might appreciate a little bit more based on the simple fact that I think that, in my opinion right now, I think Shape of Water is right next to Mad Max Fury Road as two of the most overrated films that have come out in the last decade, right? Ah, you said the word. So, I was waiting for you to say it. Did you watch <laughs> Shape of Water before or after it won? Oh, I, I watch. I watch everything before. I watch everything. Okay. Before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I watch before. before I watched before, it sure. after. <laughs> so, so for me personally, like, it's one of those things that I want to revisit and watch myself. But for me, who who should have won was Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. That's who I would have picked hands down. Um, she's my easily my for exactly what Hannah said. She poured her heart and soul into that film. I loved it a whole lot. And then we'll transition into snubs. I'll kick us off here. This is another film that I already talked about, the Safdie brothers, Good Time. I feel like they got snubbed here. I feel like their direction in that film was, it was a very ruthless film. And I felt that the, again, it's one of those simple films, but they did a very good job of piecing the pieces together. Um, I, I love what they did with this film. And I think that it should have been nominated here. I, I see at least one or two films that I would have knocked out of this, out of this category easily. So uh, Hannah, who's your snub? Uh, I have three. Uh, my The biggest one for me is Luca Guadagnino uh, for calling by her name. Once again, I think it goes for the same reason as like Guillermo and uh, Greta. You know, he you can tell that this is just kind of like his like baby. Uh, <laughs> it was all of his films, even that like you can tell that they're just like uh, completely Luca. Uh, and then my other two is Denis Villeneuve for Blade Runner 2049 and Yoros Lance for uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Jacob. Uh, I'm actually going to go James Mangold for Logan, um, for everything we've said before, just what he, how he can, how he constructed, you know, a comic book film, but made it into a Western, made it into a drama, made it into a heartfelt ending. And, you know, you saw with some of the films from 2019, making an ending to a character and to a franchise is a very hard thing to do. And he did one of the best kind of endings that I've ever seen. Um, and so James Mangold's mine. Kobe. Yeah. Um, this, this was tough in regards to like how I view the directorial job inside of a film. Cause I love what Guillermo did. And I feel like the writing in, in get out was so much stronger than necessarily yeah. direction in regards to like what he was asked to do visually. So that's where I look at like the visual aspect and I'm torn between Andy Muschietti and it and Denis Villeneuve Thank and Blade Runner 2049. I think I'm going to go Andy Muschietti because to be honest with you, to actualize and visualize and bring to life the world that he's asked to do <laughs> inside of that it. That he didn't get to write either. He had to take somebody else's script. And that is such a hard job. Yes. yes. And, and see, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when I looked at the rest of this category and I'm like, okay, you've got so many people that had the benefit of being able to not only apply the direction, but they're using their text. Andy didn't get a chance to do that. And that's a harder job, in my opinion, to be able to bring that to life. He has to lean on so many other people in a more collaborative effort. And like, I will just never forget, like being inside of Derry and making it feel real. And like, mm -hmm. I, I will give him everything for that. So that's my snub. Yeah, I remember. I remember how looking how he up. topped himself with the direction in chapter two, too. Also, like he <laughs> went from a chapter one, and that's amazing. Like it's great. And then at chapter two, he just leveled up. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he had, also didn't write Blade Runner 2049. So he he's kind of known for taking other people's scripts and directing them. It's just, I, I, I wanted Blade Runner 2049 to be so much more interesting. I was just like, oh, this story is just like, I mean, it's if almost you, there. If you're not into the lore from like, if you watch the first Blade Runner and you're just not like super invested in the lore, then I don't think that Blade Runner 2049 would have ever worked for anybody. Like, you know, mm. beyond that, you have to, for, for Blade Runner 2049 to work, even if you prefer it to the first Blade Runner movie, you still have to be super into that lore and in that yeah. lane. It's a niche I definitely thing, wasn't. You know, <laughs> so it, it's niche, you know, I, it's hard. Christian, you're up. All right. So I've, I've been wrestling with this for a while. 
Um, it was between Matt Reeves for War of the Planet of the Apes yeah. and Mr. Ryan Johnson for the infamous, the amazing <laughs> Last Jedi. And I know a lot of people don't like to talk about Star Wars, so we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to go with Matt Reeves, War of the Planet of the Apes. One of the... Like, Any circuit should have been nominated. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I agree, yeah, and I was gonna go with them, but it it was just so hard to choose. But the way, like, this is probably like my second favorite trilogy of all time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Same. right up there, yeah. right up there with with Lord of the Rings. Same. It's just oh, wow. I've seen any of those? Wow. Like <sighs> again, Ricky, you you need to, <laughs> you need to watch Harry Potter. You need to, we need to do a whole. Watch a thon of Harry I've never Potter, seen Lord a single Harry Potter and I've never seen a single Lord you, of the Rings. Oh, you better not watch the theatrical version. Man. You need but to I have seen all of the Fifty Shades for 50 Shades movies. I have seen all those. I, mean, <laughs> I have seen uh what was the other one? Yeah, just are you like purposely like avoiding them though? Or have you okay, just, like, so not them? when I okay, so <laughs> as far as Harry so as far as Harry Potter is concerned, like I didn't I grew up like right like I was a couple years above that that mm -hmm. run of movies and that world just never interested me right oh, i will say with like harry potter though like i went to like universal studios and they had that whole ride and everything there it's pretty badass i was i was super excited inside harry the potter place because it was so cool to, like convince you but, i promise like, you if you are I, not into like fantasy kind of stuff like that it, harry yeah. potter will convince you <laughs> yeah and if you didn't grab those books it's like the charm, it's just the charm of the movies is so undeniable. I really are they better than Twilight? Because I love oh, oh, anything. Oh I'm just anything oh better God. than Twilight. I'm, 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 <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Calm God. Down. All right. Uh, I have seen all the Twilights though, but I'm kidding. I have too, unfortunately. <laughs> Calm down, guys. Everybody was ready to jump off the show. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I do plan on one day giving uh, the Lord of the Rings and or Harry Potter a try. Um, you need to do I, both. And there needs to be an extended edition. Probably right after Rings. I finally watch The Matrix. All right. On to Best Picture. Um, <laughs> call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. Um, Kobe, who should have won? Get Out. Get Out should have won. It encompassed amazing direction, like exceptional screenplay work. A my number, let me see here, my number, yeah, my number two performance based off of uh who was nominated in regards to like who should have won for best actor. And it's just the world that he ends up building, it's a great, like, you know, I call it an African-American horror story. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful, um, to be able to see. And the fact that it, it like, like, yo, white folk got it. And I, I loved it. I loved all the quirks of it. And I think that's what made it like so effective was the fact that it was able to be a sociological thriller and a horror and do something different. And even having the multiple endings, I think was like super fresh. And it, it like, we didn't know what we were going to get you know, from, uh, uh, from Jordan Peele and the fact that he was able to knock it out in the park with his first try was phenomenal. So of everything that encompasses best picture, everything kind of coming together, it's get out. Get mm -hmm. yeah, For me personally, get out's one of the best screenplays that has been written. And in, in, in my opinion was one of the best screenplays I've written the last decade. I thought that it, it was just a beautifully written film. I, to me, it still blows my mind to think that Jordan Peele wrote that script, right? Yeah. You think about that mm -hmm. film, and it's like Jordan Peele wrote that, you know, and it's a crazy thing. Jacob, who should the guy that did Keanu. Oh, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, Keanu exactly. is very underrated. Keanu I agree. Is I was it is. It is. I really like Keanu. I, I, I like Keanu, but I did <laughs> yeah. not think I was going to go from Keanu to that. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Jordan oh. reminds me of Bill Hader in that sense, where it's like you you think of him as the funny guy, and you label him as that, and then like when he finally like ventures out and like directing and like writing of all things you know mm -hmm. like you could think of like acting like that happens a lot but, like directing writing all things and they both like just knock it out of the park yeah uh yeah so colby talked about those like the two endings for get out and i think the one that they ended up going with i just i'm going off on a tangent um but i think the one they ended up going with was so much more powerful than what it would have been just because of you know that if it you know he just he trusted the audience to understand that if that was a real cop, 
it doesn't matter what he would have done. He would have gone to jail for, for the rest of his life. And I actually wrote about it in my final paper for, uh, for school. It's like that kind of like, it makes everyone feel ashamed. It's like, that's, that's just the reality of it. And I think going with that was so much more powerful than actually just, you know, throwing it down our face. So I think that was, it's one of the best kind of endings that I've seen probably the last 15, 20 years. Um, you know, the Shape of Water won here. I think the Shape of Water still should have won um, for every reason that we've had. Love the Shape of Water. I don't think Michael Shannon doesn't get talked about enough as being one of the best movie villains probably of the last 20, 30, 40 years. Um, his, I mean, his, his, you know, villainous nature just being there. I mean, it was incredible. Um, but the Shape of Water to me, that... It's right. It's up there. Um, but yeah, get out's right there behind it. Christian. So I was wrestling with this. It was between Ladybird, mainly. Um, I kind of resonate with it because, you know, she wants to go to school in New York and uh, me graduating from, you know, a little old town in Ohio and moving down here to Music City. I kind of understood where she was coming from. You know, she wanted to um you know start start a new life you know become more independent but i would definitely have to say that get out um should have won here um i watched i've watched that movie so many times i think between this and us i think get out is definitely the stronger of the two um i saw us once and i was like yeah it's it's good but i just i don't know there's something about get out that really it's it's just mind blowing, and like you guys said, you know, this is coming from Jordan Peele. It's just like it's it's insane that you know he's been on this amazing like directing writing streak, and it's 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 just phenomenal to you know see someone go out of their comfort zone, like you guys said, and uh, give us or go into his comfort zone. It seems like true, but yeah. it's 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 always the films that like we we receive that we never knew that we needed or like the best films. And it's like something like, uh, you know, get out. It's very, it's, it's just something crazy and brilliant, crazily brilliant about it. And yeah, that's pretty much all I'd say about it. <laughs> Anna, I could imagine what you're uh, going to say. Actually, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to go with calling her name actually, because when I think of best picture, I think of what movie is going to be mo most important like, you know, 10, 15, you know, how many years from now. I think Get Out and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri are, like, the embodiment of, you know, what Best Picture would be because uh, just the the politics behind them both and just, like, just being culture, culturally relevant for years and years and years to come. Uh, I love all the movies here, basically, except for The Post. So I wouldn't have been mad with, like, any of them winning. Uh, and I think they're all, like, pretty, like, very deserving. Uh, but, yeah, Three Billboards and Get Out would have been my choices. Yeah, Get Out was mine as well. Um, Get Out is it, everything Kobe said, everything everybody else said. Get Out's one of the best films uh, of not just that year, but you know, of, of the decade. Of of you know, it was a, it was a masterfully done film all the way around, from the writing to the acting to the story, how it was layered, and how you, you know how important that film is, and just how important it was as a collective whole, as a horror movie. It broke through the oscar bubble for that particular year and then never again but you know it, it's it's it, it was phenomenal um all right snubs colby what you got you know what i i, I because this is a list of nine i'm gonna go through like my list <laughs> <laughs> so this this was my nominees of what it should have been right should have been get out winning but shape of water wonder woman logan it let me see what else did, didn't get snubbed. Uh, and Coco. Coco should have been in here for best picture. I'm glad yes. that it won for best animated, but Coco, like, it's it's one of my favorite, you know, Pixar films. And I think it absolutely deserved to be nominated for best picture of the year. Jacob. Uh you know, I've I've been going with uh with this movie. I think this is the third time I'm gonna say it, or the second time, maybe the third. Um, but it's Logan. I think Logan should have broken through, um, been the first, you know, comic book film to be nominated for a best picture. Uh, in my eyes, it's, it was my favorite film of the year, but of this list, I do think it's in the top three of, uh, movies on this list. Um, for everything that I've said before, for everything that has been said about it. And then, 
my second is going to be the Big Sick. I just wanted to get a second out there. I just think the Big Sick deserves so much more love than it ended up getting. Um, but I think the Big Sick could should have and could have easily been up here. Christian? So, obviously, I'm going to go with Logan as my number one snub because that movie, as you know, th- there's no – need to talk about it anymore but i would definitely say a close second for me personally would be star wars the last jedi because it is something totally different than what we've seen well that's very true very true (laughs) i didn't like i like you know i i went to the theater my first time seeing like wow that was like really good you know it didn't have like a traditional lightsaber fight and it kind of flipped the whole you know jedi and sith of um, isn't this the one that nobody likes Right. Well, okay. Well, than, I well, just well, wanted to make sure. Like, I'm a Star Wars half person. Like, I know yeah. I always forget which ones. Every everybody well, hates all of them. Or so. I don't. Yeah. Know. Well, Isn't nobody one? hates nobody hates well, Star listen, Wars more than Star Wars. The last Jedi fans. was the one everyone hated, but now right now it's Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> it was Attack of the Clones for the longest time. But was it wasn't Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Was that, was that was that was the most recent one? I kind of yes. like that one. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. I, I liked it, but yeah, um, close second, definitely the last the Jedi clothes. because uh, that film. Anna, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer would be like my top snub. Uh, I also think War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, Blade Runner, and uh, A Cure for Wellness. Actually, all be uh, most uh, mostly for Killing a Sacred Deer and A Cure for Wellness. Uh, just for like you like uniqueness sake, uh, I think that they are just so like they're bold films and they're so unique and they know exactly what they are. And I just I respect them so much. And then uh, War for the Planet of the Apes and Blade Runner twenty twenty nine just kind of obvious ones for me. I love them so much. So yeah it's kind of surprising. I was listening to all these films and, and I really never heard one time anybody said anything about the Holly Berry led film kidnap. I thought that, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God. The, the WWE produced film. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. God, um, for me, snub. The movie that locals love. <laughs> Despicable me three. Could you imagine if like the average movie gopher was watching? Yeah. Fast and the Furious should have been nominated. Best picture of the year that year. You know, <laughs> You know, give me Beth, give me Kong Skull Island. Uh, no, uh, um, put, put yeah. give me Kong Skull Island's name, though. Don't put it up with them. <laughs> <laughs> Kong Skull Island didn't deserve to get grouped in with the uh, kidnapping. <laughs> give me Jumanji. Welcome. To I've, the I've been really surprised that nobody brought up um, either like any like MCU movie. <laughs> like, I'm very, okay, very no. shocked. Obviously, I was going to, but I'm like, that is... It was not directed at me. (laughs) (laughs) I almost snuck in Homecoming myself, and I was because I love that movie so much. But, yeah. I I had uh, Good Time. I had Big Thick. Those were my two that I had snubbed. Um, One film that I... It wasn't snubbed. I just like talking about it because it's that year. I love Baby Driver. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I had Baby Driver, like, all over here. Like, I... It's like between Dunkirk and that, it was the best sound experience that I had in front of the cinema. Like just listening to that movie is like absolutely phenomenal. And there's so many unique performances there. But like, you know, Edward, Edward Wright's not going to get any love, especially not from the Academy. Um, and like, I don't think that they can appreciate it. I have no idea what this supposed sequel is going to be. I'm fine with it just as it is. But nobody wants to talk about it because that's Kevin Spacey. Well, yeah, the thing about it is... I was going to say, Baby Driver is not my favorite, or not one of my favorite Edgar Wright movies because of the writing, and it's because he didn't have Simon Pegg to write it with him. I think that his strongest movies, like uh, World's End and... uh, The Coronado Trilogy. uh, Scott Pilgrim, and, like, you know, stuff like that. It's because of Simon Pegg and his, like, you know, their genius together, and he that was absent on Baby Driver, unfortunately. the The first time I saw Baby Driver in theater, I hated it. And I was like, God, I just did not like this movie. I've probably seen it like 50 times since. And I'm just like, I love that movie. I will just turn it on. If I'm bored and I can't find anything, it's either that or The Office. You know what I mean? It's like one of those two. It's night <laughs> in sales. All right. Uh, that is everything. So let's go ahead and do some plugs here. Colby, I'll start off with you. Um, what you got to plug, man? Yo, once again, thanks so much for having me on. This has been fun. Hopefully I can be able to do it again. Yeah. You can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Kobe Tomy on Twitter and Instagram. And then when I'm in the mood to write, you can check out my stuff at KobeTomy.com and listen to the Kobe Tomy podcast on all the podcast platforms. When they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe Tomy. I love it. <laughs> Hannah, give us some plugs. 
at Movies and Cats on Twitter. And then I am also a member of at Cinemania World. Uh, and that's our podcast. So listen. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to click. I clicked too soon. I'm so sorry, Hannah. <laughs> you said, okay, that's enough. No, oh my God. I'm kidding. I'm, I was, that was totally my, I did not mean to do that. Christian, what you got? <laughs> So um, you can follow us at Film Optics um, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, any major podcast platform. Optics is spelled O-P-T-I-X. And you can also follow me at Music City Nerd. That's my personal Twitter. Jacob, you, you plug away. Follow me and Ricky. Hey, at, you pointed to me right. Uh, at MCDI Pod. Uh, follow me at MCDI underscore Jacob. Um, Follow our podcast wherever podcasts are found, Spotify, uh, Apple, um, what Anchor, whatever we use. Um, go to our website, musiccitydrivein.com. Um, I know Ricky and I have a bunch of stuff coming up. We're currently watching some TV shows and watching some movies. That space can, uh, Force. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Space Force. Um, it's getting a lot better. I'm liking it more and more than uh, what it began much. with. But that's all I'm going to say. And um, – yeah. That's All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you next week.